Uh, right, hello everybody. Welcome to the Trends Channel podcast. In this uh, session, we're going to be discussing the trading week ahead and the main events and things to be looking out for for forex and stock market traders. So, for the week starting the twentieth of July, uh, let's have a look at the main events. And today, uh, my name is Adrian Boothy, and um, I'm joined with my colleague and chief analyst Jerry Miller uh, to go through uh, the calendar of events. So, Jerry, uh, are you there? Can you hear I me? am here, all ready to go, Adrian. Fantastic. So why don't we um, kick us off with, uh, well, what don't we know yet? What's going to be happening uh, in this week ahead? Well, it's, it, it, is, it is a quiet week for scheduled data releases. You get these during the month, and this is one particular one. Uh, so no major events, really. Um, more second quarter earnings. Remember, that started last week with the banks and a few others. Uh, and we mm. discussed whether the you know the, the bubble might burst if these results aren't don't come up quite to expectations but that clearly wasn't the case stocks have remained quite steady um, we got some important data at the end of the week but you know w what you're looking at here is a calendar with normally the the high impact events will number sort of you know a dozen or 15 uh, and that's what we'll focus on but there's only uh, sort of five of them this week and uh, we're really looking at the uh, um, less uh, medium impact numbers and even some of the low impact numbers sometimes but uh, yeah. uh, it's just the way of it you know it, it's just a, a lighter calendar week but uh, a few other sort of macro events taking place as well that aren't listed on here as well Adrian yeah uh, well obviously today there's still talks going on in the in the, um, in the eurozone and they've been talking about a potential deal for this rescue fund which seems to have boosted um, uh, the stock markets, uh, at least anyway, so far today. But you can, you guys can, you know, if you're listening to this, you can tune into the other podcast. We've already uh, done that to death, probably. Um, but what else um, is happening uh, today? We've got um, uh, Mike Pompeo. Um, yeah, he, the, the, this this is a visit that was planned a while ago. He's um, visiting the UK for talks about, well, partly about the US-UK uh, trade uh, uh, deal discussions about that. Uh, they're talking about the response to the coronavirus epidemic uh, and also Hong Kong and the Chinese are probably high on the agenda as well because I noticed that uh, the Foreign Secretary has uh, suspended um, extradition treaty with uh, Hong Kong and the reason being is that those uh, Hong Kong Chinese that have left Hong Kong to reside in Britain because they are fearful of uh, Chinese influence or uh, attempts to uh, snatch people from Hong Kong. They then don't want to be extradited from the UK to Hong Kong, and then from Hong Kong into the so-called, mm. uh, uh, you know, judicial system in in China, which is uh, not the best place to be. But that sort of thing. So uh, yeah, so that's quite sort of high on the agenda. So Hong Kong is sort of, and it's all battling, bat battening down the hatches again in Hong Kong with uh, quite a resurgence in the coronavirus as well. So uh, uh, tough times out in Hong Kong. Um, yeah. Uh, but other than that, there's not a lot else uh, for the first um, uh, day today, this week. In fact, there's little out tomorrow as well. We've got the um, one of the Reserve Bank of Australia's governors uh, speaking uh, low. That'll affect the Aussie dollar, but we hopefully will be fast asleep uh, and we will see the impact of that um, on Tuesday morning. Uh, other than that, we have to wait until... Um, uh, Wednesday, really, for the first sort of um, interest in the markets. And we've talked about the second quarter earnings season age and this is uh, yeah. it normally starts sort of within um, four to five weeks of the uh, month of the quarter end I should say uh, so we've started with a, a trickle last week and there's a more there's more this week and Tesla 
Tesla's coming out this week, and I just find it extraordinary when I look at the stats about Tesla. Uh, this is a company, just to remind you, uh, it's a car company, it's an electric car company, uh, based out in California, it's got uh, manufacturing bases uh, and battery manufacturing bases to be uh, set up in the, here in the UK, in Bristol apparently. Um, it is an astonishing company that is now worth 278 billion at Friday's night, Friday night's close, that's its market capitalization. It is worth one and a half times work at the size of um, Toyota, previously the largest car company in the world. What's interesting about Tesla's share prices is it's gone up by 400% since March. I mean, astonishing. So well, I think what's also interesting is that I think has, has it only had four quarters, four profitable quarters in its existence as well? No. Well, uh, well, you're, you will be right we'll by Wednesday. Out. We'll it, find it, out. It, oh, this could the be moment, the fourth. This, this, this could, it probably will be the fourth to be fair, agent. But what's interesting is because someone said, wow, it must be one of the most valuable companies on the S&P 500. I said, no, it's not in the S&P 500. Why not? Because surely it's by market cap, it's got to be one of the top 10 companies in the US. And it definitely is. But to get into the S&P 500, you've got to have had, as you've just mentioned, four quarters of profits. Yeah. Tesla hasn't, which is extraordinary. Yeah. It makes it interesting, though, because, you know, a lot of funds, tracker funds, you know, they'll invest in companies according to the, the, the position in the S&P 500, for example. So they might have to track the S&P 500, which means, of course, they have to have weightings in these stocks. So a lot of these funds, if it does then get in, um, will then have to buy that stock in order to have their weighting in it. So make you wonder if um, we're going to see a bit of a boost in price. Maybe they're already in it. I, who knows? Who knows I, I, I would have thought that's got to have been discounted. But, yeah, it's an interesting point. But, um, I mean, this the stock, it, I remember when it was trading sort of subs for $400 and a lot of the hedge funds were targeting it and it was quite a short, one of the most heavily shorted stocks going. Uh, and it's now... Um, almost every single hedge fund that has tried to short this stock has had its fingers and its arms and its <laughs> torso <laughs> burned. I mean, it's been the most painful thing going. Um, yeah. It's an amazing admission of faith in a business. And even Elon Musk, who, who, who set the company up, I mean, he's still a reasonable large stockholder in it. Um, he just said, his comment was, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> As as he's uh, his his wealth has grown to probably close to fifty billion now, all, all told. But um, well, he had a sort of a he had a sort of a rat esque moment, didn't he, a couple of months ago, where he sort of commented that the share price was too high, and then it took a big hit as soon as he yeah, said. Yeah, it, This is so overvalued. But maybe he's just thinking, I need to buy another ten million dollars <laughs> yeah, worth. Exactly. I don't know what. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'd be so foolish to do that, around. of course, but uh, you can accidentally or naively say things um, like yeah. that. But uh, no, this is um, this is an extraordinary company and uh, it'll be fascinating to see what happens on um, Wednesday because this stock is not a penny stock. I've just said it's worth $278 billion. But I remember uh, not this Friday, the previous Friday, but the Friday before that, the stock price literally rallied 15%, 12, 15%, and then in couple of hours before the close, it fell 15%. Not 1.5%, not 0.5%, 15%. It's just an extraordinary company. And I uh, I would love to push the fast forward button and find out how much it's really worth in the years to come. Um, it's, there's a lot of uh, 
positivity built up in that share price. Let's, let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, um, so Jerry, just just quickly then moving on to Thursday, um, we've got uh, bank holiday over in uh, Japan. Although don't expect that to make too much of an impact on the markets, really. But no, otherwise, but the, but the um, but, yeah. But otherwise, a few bits. Um, some manufacturing PMI, service PMI from the eurozone, French, German, uh, and the eurozone generally as well, Jerry. Yeah. Well, uh, before that, actually, actually on Wednesday we've got to make. I'm looking at Friday. What am I doing? Yeah, yeah the, we, we got the crude oil inventories on Wednesday, but then on Thursday, that bank holiday you just referred to in Japan, markets will be shut. And they, remember, the Japanese market is quite a driver in the Far East. It's not the main driver anymore. That's more down to China, but we still tend to look at uh, Japan, but uh, we won't be Thursday, Friday. Uh, we've also got Jonathan Haskell from the Monetary Policy Committee, the Rate Setting Committee for the Bank of England. He's giving some uh, economic uh, a speech on the economic effects of COVID-19, which actually well, I think will be quite interesting. So I'd like to keep abreast of all of that, but that's Thursday. Um, maybe Sterling might be a little bit sensitive to that, gilts in the FTSE. Uh, weekly unemployment claims, remember, that's something that we've not used to talk about up until the pandemic and the collapse in employment, mm. but uh, still stubbornly high. Remember, these are new claimants for um, benefits. Uh, that does not mean that the unemployment rate's going up. Uh, a lot of the previous claimants have now gone back to work, but it's interesting that where there's a forecast of another 1.28 million claimants uh, in the past week coming down as that graph shows but just it's not not any flat ish isn't it really yeah, yeah it is it is month and six and weeks you might wonder what will happen uh, if the likes of texas a very populous uh, state uh, and florida uh, all follow california in locking down again um things might start to slow up even more but uh, uh anyway um that's uh, that uh, friday is the big day of the week though that's the one that um uh, will provide the most excitement uh, a measure of uh, the manufacturing and service sector in the uh, um in the Eurozone and in the UK. Uh, on top of that, we've also got retail sales uh, in the UK, uh, which is uh, showing another interesting jump. 8% is the consensus forecast. Remember, that's uh, on uh, following on from 12% uh, last month. So uh, this is what happens when you ease the lockdown um, and uh, people start spending again. I know my wife is spending again, that's for sure. So she'll probably make up for 1% of that. <laughs> um, but not in good public. to see some good to see some uh, above fifty numbers in here because that shows yeah that's right that's right agent anything above fifty means that particular sector is expanding whether it be manufacturing or um, services but just quickly looking at the um, eurozone uh, they 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 what they do on this calendar they're telling us what the specific French and German ones are why the French and German ones because they're the largest uh, components of the eurozone so they probably have have a greater effect on the overall number but the overall number the flash euro uh, manufacturing pmi data 49.6 i think well, that's not quite is it it's not quite expansion yeah. so um uh, it's still below that magical uh, 50 number the pmi number that's uh, uh, rebounding further so that's up at, uh, the forecast for 51 that's a jump from 48.3 yeah the the um, pmi number the services sector improving at a faster rate than the manufacturing sector is that's for sure at least that's the forecast and then just below that age and you've got the two forecasts for our manufacturing and pmi uh, and services sector wow 52 manufacturing well that's not just expanding that is definitely expanding 
Uh, and also nice to see in common with the Eurozone, uh, the service sector here in the UK jumping from 47.1, if the number's correct, 51.1. I yeah, just the numbers have disappointed a little bit in the UK. Um, certainly the GDP data, I think uh, analysts got overexcited with uh, the easing of the lockdown in, um, uh, in May, but actually it was only for just a little bit of it, and I think that's why it had so had had so little effect. But uh, yeah, no, it's um, starting to take hold. And and then the final one of the day um, in the US, we've also got the manufacturing PMI data, same as Europe, same so, uh, Eurozone, same as the UK, a jump from forty nine point eight into expansionary mode, as as you said, mostly in the fifties. Yeah, come on. Yeah, let's go. So, let's go. Uh, and of course, you know, better than expected should be positive for that particular currency. So, correct. Um, you know, so we'll just have to see what the data comes out as. So, better than expected, positive for the economy, uh, for that currency, worse than expected, uh, you should and, see that particular currency. Fall. And for the stock market as well. So, if you see a, a positive Eurozone number, uh, definitely positive for, for European stocks probably help global stocks as well really there's a there's quite yeah. an effect from Europe as well and vice versa you know a poor number could affect uh, stocks globally as well okay excellent thank you Jerry uh, well that's pretty much it then for this week's week ahead uh, podcast tune in again next time uh, for more uh, next Monday um, and our other podcasts as well uh, where we talk about what's uh, what's been happening for the week and look at some charts look at other opportunities as well and in fact if you'd like to look at some charts you can tune in to one of our live uh, events um, we are running some live events this week uh, where we teach one of our favorite trading strategies. It's called the Sniper Strategy, and you can log in and learn our three simple rules uh, for identifying uh, high probability turning points in the market. So if you'd like to learn those rules and help you to become a better trader, please register for one of our events by going to bit.ly, so bit.ly slash learn TS, and we'll look forward to seeing you online soon. But otherwise, uh, goodbye for now, and uh, we'll see you next Monday.